You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. excited it's a beautiful day it's a chilling 55 degrees out florida winter is here in full force until it gets hot again the next day but for now we are going to enjoy this piping hot glass of coffee cheers that's right we are enjoying a piping hot damn fine cup of coffee together not just me oh but it's adam as well oh Mm. 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 Doctor's orders. I can eat everything but dairy. Really? Yeah. Dairy is, mm. he said, avoid dairy, but nothing about thing. coffee. Yeah, that's uh, mm. it's a good thing you don't put any milk or cream or anything like that in your coffee. <sighs> oh, this is so good, though. Yes. Yes, it is. What it, What are we drinking right We're now? We're drinking the Guatemala blend that Ooh. our buddy John brought us. Oh. We had a couple weeks ago for our one year anniversary episode. If you have not checked out that episode already, please do. It's a good one. Really, really good one. I'd love to have John on the show. That was fun. Hope he comes by again. Yes. Hope he stops by soon to join us on another episode of Grounds for Discussion. Discussion. And we are your two most caffeinated hosts, Whew. Adam, right across from me, and That's myself, me. John. And we discuss music on a weekly basis. We talk about the latest albums, including this week, it is Earl Sweatshirt. Ooh, grab your sweatshirts. Some rap songs. (laughs) What a great name. Yeah, I know. It's it's very interesting. I'm excited to talk to you about this album, sir. Mm -hmm. Very, very excited to talk to you about it. Although I'm definitely having a love affair right now with this coffee. Mm. 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 Sorry, oh I wanted to get God. one more sip in. No, you know, it's the, so one good. More jolt. I haven't made like a pour over in a very long time. Oh, you did pour over. I was about to say, I noticed uh, a different texture to it. And I'm sorry if that sounds pretentious. <laughs> I meant it to. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> if that sounded pretentious. It was. It was. <laughs> is, is there such a thing as being a coffee hipster? I would imagine so, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, right. it, okay. Is a, it is. That's okay. a thing. All right, I'm... I guess I fit into that mold then, mm-hmm. but you, you raised me right, my friend. You raised me right. Yep. I, I never was a Dunkin' Donuts fan, though, growing really? up. So hmm. are, are you a Dunkin' Donuts fan? I do like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Because okay. really my coffee was limited before you and I started becoming friends and hanging out with all that stuff. And by the way, speaking of that, uh, it was about three years ago that we first hung out at the, wow. uh, what was it? Mm, not Brick House. There we go. On I Drive here in Orlando, Florida. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Wow. So we, we've been doing this for a little while now, buddy. Friendiversary. Cheers to that. Yes. Cheers to a friendiversary. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Dunkin' Donuts I'm good with. Starbucks, 
certain blends I can do. The Komodo Dragon blend is probably my favorite. Okay. I've always been kind of like anti-Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I'm never really a big fan. Although I did try out their cold brew that they had recently. Yeah, their cold brews are good. Yeah, their cold brew is actually surprisingly good. Yeah. It is surprisingly it's good. good little if you're on the road in a rush and you have gas station coffee or Dunkin' Donuts. It's like, you know, can't go wrong Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. All right. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Well, can you go wrong with this latest album? Well, we'll find out. But first, oh. an artist introduction. So like I mentioned previously this week, we are covering Earl Sweatshirt's Some Rap Songs. For those of you who do not know who Earl Sweatshirt is, he is a rapper. Woo. <laughs> and he is better known as his stage name, Earl Sweatshirt, starting in 2009 when he joined up with the hip-hop collective group Odd Future. That's when he teamed up with Tyler, the Creator, which is another artist that we've mentioned on the show before. He started out as Sly Tendencies prior to that, but he's a young guy. He's about 24 years old now, I think, and he resides from California, very much a kind of California style to his rap, I think. I think it definitely fits into that mold. Excuse me. Excuse me. Apparently, I need some more of this coffee for my throat. Oh, yes, definitely. Mm. And he's also a producer as well. So on this latest album, which uh, comes, say, this I think is actually his third album. So his yep. second one came out a couple of years ago uh, that was called I Don't Like Shh and I Don't Go Outside. <laughs> this is kind of a, I wouldn't say this is a surprise album, but it was an album that was just kind of dropped and... You know, just not meant to have much fanfare behind it. Yeah, even the name, some rap songs, it yeah. seems very low key. Yeah, it's very much a lo-fi rap album. Yeah, from top to bottom, from not only in its presentation, on the album name, of course, but also the album cover as well. It's almost as if to him, it's just like, eh, I'm just dropping an album. Yep, no big deal, guys. What's up? Which is interesting because he signed to Columbia Records. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he, he's also on his independent label too, but still, I mean, if you're on a big record label like Columbia, you would have thought there would have been much more hype behind this. And before we dive right into our review of this album, I think it's worth mentioning that this is a album with 15 songs, mm-hmm. but it's 25 minutes long. Yes, it's very short. Very, very short, very, very brief, and to the point. Now, we'll discuss whether that's a good thing or a detriment to the album but i was very excited to hear what you were going to say about this album because i know his previous work i actually really found out about him first and foremost from when he guest appeared with uh frank ocean on channel orange okay he has a great track on there with him and i've checked out his previous stuff and this is an album that i was keeping an eye on i wouldn't say i was like super excited about it but i was definitely intrigued for it so as someone who doesn't have as much background as I do. What did you end up thinking of this album? I really liked it. Ah, there we go. There it is. Sometimes I can't tell where you're going to go with these things. Really? Huh? No, no, I, I wasn't one, sure. This is a great album. Uh-huh. I liked it a lot. I don't know. There seems to be like this new trend of, you know, these short, sweet little EPs. It's, this isn't an EP by any means, but just the... It practically is, though. <laughs> it feels like it. It's so quick and fast, but just the flow the methodical verses that's just everything about it like it it fits very well for the subject matter he's trying to say and what he's trying to convey it was just like poetry i felt like and i really enjoyed that aspect of it it was like i can definitely see some like 
MF Doom vibes on this thing. Like, kind of like Mad Villainy. You're not Villainy. the only one to say that, too. Yeah, like Mad Villainy, just like the shortness of it. But there's like, even though it's so short, it impacts a lot in what it does and tries to say. It is another one of those albums that you have to revisit several times. Yes. The first time I listened to it, I just kind of had it on nonchalantly in the background, just kind of listening. And I was like, okay, that, whoa. I was like, whoa, that was over. Wow, that was fast. Mm -hmm. So it's very solid in that regard. But you definitely need to, you know, sit down with the lyrics and actually listen and kind of hear what he's saying and what flows into each other, too. To piggyback off of what you're saying in regards to lyrics... That's, I think, my favorite element of this album is his lyrics. I was blown away. Yeah. I think he's a very strong lyricist. He's only 24 years old. Yeah. And at 24 years old, some of the things that he's saying with, like, really the deeper meanings that he has there and, you know, like, all the themes of, like, drowning, Mm -hmm. it's very much one of those kind of things where I feel like I haven't done enough to dive deep enough into lyrics and I'm still going to be finding things the more I listen to this, I think. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I, I, to your point about him being so young, like it sounds like he's wiser beyond his years. Yeah, well, I, I think I was reading a couple things earlier that he had a, was it an uncle, I think, he was very close with that passed away. Mm-hmm. I think he had another family member as well that passed away, so this kind of influenced his you know, songwriting and style on this album. Yeah. So I think definitely being affected by that probably brought some light and, you know... He needed to an outlet almost to escape it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's also interesting too because it it goes almost all over the place, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in a bad way, of course. But like, it's it goes off in so many different directions. He could be really serious about something. He could be a little funnier about something. He really can be very complex in not only his lyrics but also his delivery as well. Yeah. And I was a little nervous at first actually listening to this album because I felt like he was coming off like kind of like a little bit lazy and kind of like mumble rap in the beginning. So I was a little bit nervous at first, but then it made sense as the rest of it went along. Yeah. I felt like, okay, I get what he's going for here. This is definitely a very much a highly experimental rap album from beginning to end, but it's also one that's an experiment. Mm -hmm. like this is very much him just kind of working with a blank canvas and just painting as he goes along and you know any little areas that might seem more extravagant than others are just all part of the process and all part of the fun creative um elements that he puts into this yeah i agree with that Mm -hmm. and i i feel like this is a good album for like people who don't understand rap Okay. You know, I think there's still like that stigma, you know, of people who are just like, Ugh. well, you know, if you look where the trends are going these days, like rap music is more popular than ever. And just because of experimentation, the styles, just what you can do with the genre in general. In fact, I was reading a Rolling Stone article the other week and, you know, big rock spokesman Adam Levine said that, you know, rock is dead. And it's like, that's why all our songs suck. <laughs> no, he didn't say that, but he basically said, like, rock isn't really going anywhere, and it's, like, the rap genre that's really starting to take off. And you see it with a lot of these artists that are becoming popular now, you know, like Kendrick and some of, like, I don't want to say, like, Post Malone, but, like, that kind of style. No, I, I get your point. Your point yeah. is completely valid. But I feel like this album is, like, an intelligent rap album. Yes. And it's it's beautiful in some regards because it's just, like, poetry and just the way he, like, 
comes up with these rhymes and the flows of everything and like you know the analogies and stuff i just feel like it's it's just more than a rap album and i feel like people would enjoy the poetry aspect of it if there was ever a rap album to be played at a art gallery yeah this like would an be abstract it. art gallery this would be that album mm-hmm. um because this is very avant-garde at points there are even some points too where it almost and obviously i think this was purposeful where he's like almost combating the beats yeah there's going like on. there's like parts of samples that are like he cuts it off very quickly too. Yeah. Like he'll play like one little section and just all stop and then repeat like really weird in time yeah. with the song. Very non sequitur. Yeah. And just very like just taking these like soul beats and just really mangles them to the point of where they're really just unrecognizable. Yeah. Like I almost felt like, okay, maybe I could tell what the sample is on any other artist who would incorporate that sample. But he, to your point, just totally cuts it off that you don't get a chance to really get a feel for what it is. It's just so mangled and distorted. Like there are even some points where it's a little bit noisy and not noisy in the sense of like, you know, pure noise, but like noisy in the sense that like there's a lot going on at mm-hmm. one time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely an album that needs you to dive into it and really and i think we talked about this with the daughter's album last week you really need to pay attention yeah. to this album I it's think. not one of those you can just kind of leave on and you know have it play in the background it's a very you know you just sit down with it some good headphones and kind of just like get lost in the world and i like when music does that and i'm glad to see more artists that do that yeah yeah it's like there's no arching overall theme but it's still consistent it's not like they, you know, he does anything that's like out of place or doesn't fit within what he's trying to accomplish with this album. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting, too, that he has two vocal guests on here, one from one of his oldest inspirations, his mother, uh, Cheryl Harris, and then one of his late hmm. father, who is a South African poet. And I'm. Oh, his father's a, a poet. He was actually yeah. a poet laureate, I oh. should say. I'm I'm gonna butcher his name here, and I apologize. Um, Cora Cora Petsy Klugenstyle. I, I can you say that? Uh, I'm I'm so sorry. Here. This is just me. Cora Petsy Klugenstyle. Okay. I I'm not sure. Well, anyway, sorry. If anybody out there knows how to pronounce it and can tell me how to do it, please tell me. Well, his father is a poet. This album totally makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, because a lot of it, to your point, is poetry, mm-hmm. flat out. And I like that you said that, you know, this is definitely for somebody who's, you know, you get a lot of people that are convinced that rap music is just people talking. Yeah. Like, but, you know, people say, you know, oh, Tupac, you know, he was great, but he was also a poet, too. And you read some of what, you know, Tupac wrote and spoke about, like, it's almost like, He's not Earl Sweatshirt is not our generation's Tupac, but the aspects of the poetry and how it can be beautiful in rap music is equivalent, I would yeah. say. Yeah, this is just such a unique rap album. And we've been getting a lot of unique rap albums lately. Yeah. We've talked about No Name. And I'm I'm not trying to compare No Name to this album, but it's a different approach and a growing genre, which is cool to see. Exactly. I love that the rap genre is really trying a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. A lot. And to your point about rock music, I think rock music needs to learn some lessons from this. Yeah. It's time to start evolving. I don't know why we still have so many people that are so set in their ways with that kind of genre. 
when rap is showing what could be done. Well, I think too with rock music, you know, there's a certain comfort in, you know, the old rock stuff and the old days and, you know, a rap song that came out in the 80s or the 90s could come out today. So, you know, rock has almost this timeless feel, you know, Mm -hmm. like as they say, they don't make it like they used to. Yeah. You know, so people rely on that nostalgia. And as that genre changes, it's just like, oh, this song doesn't have just a basic guitar and a drum set, you know, but rap songs, you could put whatever you want in it. Yeah. Like if a Biggie Small song came out today, you wouldn't know it was from the 80s. Yeah, you know, that's true. That's that's a that's a good point. There there is a sense of timeless uh timelessness to you know all the classic rock heroes that that are out there. I I just really wish that those kind of acts and you said it was Adam Levine who said that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, he's from Maroon 5, right? He's the lead singer of Maroon 5. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure before I got it completely wrong. That's okay. And, and I I will admit I I liked Maroon 5 back in the day. Oh, I yeah. saw them live. They were phenomenal. Yeah, the, their first couple albums I think are great. Yeah, and I, and I say that with all seriousness. So me too. I own three of them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, it's you know, so it's not. But in- also too, when Adam Levine is leading the conversation of rock music being dead, you know, there's there's your sign, as yeah. a famous comedian once said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's it's it it just that whole genre needs to take lessons from albums like this. Yeah. That sometimes you don't need to be longer. Sometimes brevity actually works in your favor. Yeah. And sometimes you just kind of need to really focus on what you're saying. And sometimes you just need to be able to, you know, really not limit yourself with what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. I really enjoyed this album through and through. Uh, I've heard some people say it's a revelation. Would you go that far? Um, I, I think there there's qualities of it that make it a revelation, but it's not like, you know, the greatest rap album of our generation, probably. Yeah. You know, I I hate to keep referencing, you know, to Pimp a Butterfly, but like that album's a revelation. I think so too. Just in everything that accomplished. But I think for the you know, the rap indie scene, this is like this is like peak. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is gonna show up on a lot of Best of best list. of 2018. Oh, and it definitely list. warrants it. So yeah, yeah, I, I I would have a tough time disagreeing with that. Absolutely. Yeah, I just people have been throwing that word around a lot. That's a revelation. That it's like well, you know future yeah. masterpiece, all that kind of stuff. I, I would heard. say this album is you know we talked about the 1975 this week. You know I would say this album is a little more relevatory than that album per se. Yes, in, I would agree in with the that. genre. Yeah, I. I I'm I'm always going to give points to an artist that's willing to operate outside of their wheelhouse and really not limit themselves. Yeah. And that's and that was the vibe that I got from 1975. Not that you can't put out something that sticks with what you're good at. You just have to for me anyway, you, you just constantly have to be trying something new. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's why this album works so well because it feels so new yeah and it and feels genuine it does it does and i and i can definitely see a lot of artists copying it i don't know if it's a revelation i don't think it's even intended to be to our earlier points like this is just him putting out a rap album i think that's how he's intending it yeah it's like i'm putting out my thing if you like it great if you don't i don't care either like i could very much just see him being like i'm putting this out 
and I'm putting it out the way I want to. I'm not intending, excuse me, I'm not intending for this thing to be the greatest thing ever. I'm not intending to change the game. I'm just putting out damn good music. Yeah, exactly. So, so what would you uh, rate it on our... I, I, I keep on going back and forth. I, I have a tough time with this. I, I really do. Um, but ultimately, I'm not going to give it a gotta have it. Partially because I feel like I have not spent enough time with this album. Mm. It very rarely does an album really blow me away to that point. And the ones that have gone to that point this year for me, or Sophie, or Nico Case, or Parquet Courts, was because it just took it to a whole nother level. But this is up there. There's no doubt about it. This is definitely worth the praise that's getting. I just, I'm not going to be one of those guys that says that this is a game changer and it's a revelation because this is, at the end of the day, still a 25 minute album that, you know, is mainly just him on it mm -hmm. and is very poetic and very much deeper and you know i feel like i would definitely have to be in the right mood to listen to this album i'm kind of in that mood right now so i think it hit that sweet spot for me so that's why i'm going to go with an own it on it i think this is definitely an own it right here yeah i i think this is one of those kind of albums that i do agree with the statement that people will come back to it years from now but i don't want people to oversell it either i think this is an album that purposely needs to be undersold if that makes sense yeah and i agree with that especially you know the name of it is some rap song so it's you know very low-key but it just turned into this huge thing which is you know something beautiful and i agree with the own it rating and i'm i'm leaning towards that one too honestly like there is a lot of replayability with this but it's not like one of those like in a similar style of like mad villain you know mm -hmm. where you can kind of just there are longer songs on Mad Villain that you can kind of just play in the background that, you know, you don't need context really. But I think this album works in the whole. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to listen to one song and then not the other because yeah. it's just the flow and the style. But it is a damn good rap album. I oh, will give absolutely. it that. And I definitely can see, you know, definitely owning it. So I'm going to give it an order as well. Yeah, it's just something like Mad Villain, which... I don't want to equate it to that, yeah, but it's yeah, very again. similar in like the short songs, you know, the kind of just the style of that. Yeah, the lo-fi elements to it. I I think Mad Villain is a revelation yes. because you took two artists at the peak of their game joining up together, and that was something where it has become unlike anything else see i'd be interested in seeing like tyler the creator and earl sweatshirt you know getting back together and making like another like odd future album now that they've kind of branched out and have had times for solo careers and ideas and stuff and seeing what they would make together again i'd be I curious think, too i think that would be very very cool I, I i'd be all about that i would absolutely be all about that i'd actually honestly speaking of mad villainy like i would love to see mad lib team up with earl sweatshirt on this that'd be very cool i think too. their you know sensibilities would pair up well together although i feel like i almost said that same thing for um what's her name no name as well i just want mad lib to play with everybody yeah I, i'm just a big mad lib guy i think i think mad lib well, is no name excellent. is fantastic too so yeah and and i mean and if jay dillo is still with us i'd be saying the same thing with him too r.i.p mm. r.i.p so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear we're on this on the same page with that. I was I was kind of trying to feel you out, see where you felt about it. Oh no, I definitely liked it a lot. So yeah, no, I'm 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 really, really glad to hear that. Really, really glad to hear that. So glad to hear we're back on the same page again. I and I and I feel like it needs to be reiterated, like a stream it is a good rating. 
Yeah, we, these ratings aren't, you know, and my thought with the rating scale is it's not a one to 10, you know, and just because we give it a stream, it doesn't mean we don't think you should not listen to it. Like definitely listen to it and form your own opinions about it. But a stream, it is good. Yeah. Like definitely like it's good. Leave it is where you want to worry about and trash <laughs> it, which is, you know, your M&M's revival and yeah. Ugh, We've God. only given one album a trash it. Oh, M&M's revival. Yeah. And, and, and that's the only one. I mean, I feel like we try and be pretty fair, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, audience member number what is she number number one? Number yeah. one or is, number is, ten? Is, is, is definitely gonna be mad at me for a while for not liking the 1975 album. <laughs> it's so, fine. So, so sorry, audience member number one. I'm just telling you how I feel. That's just how I feel. Yeah, can't I can't, can't, can't help it. It just didn't it just didn't click for me. If we were bigger, I guarantee you, I'd get a lot more hate. Yeah, you know, I. I I'm just not cool. I'm just not hip anymore. I mean, if Adam. you guys want to hate on it, that'd be awesome. You can subscribe and like our podcast. <laughs> on G- We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music. Yes, please. Please do all those things. And Especially- we also have a website, g4dpodcast.com. Yes, please do all those things. And before we wrap here up here, Adam, another reason why everybody should subscribe is because pretty soon we are going to have a special holiday special episode oh yes very very excited about that adam and i have started talking about some ideas and started working on some things it's gonna be a fun little special that'll be separate from our weekly shows very excited about that yeah we'll need to talk through everything further on that i think everybody's gonna have a good time with it it'll be our christmuka special christmuka special followed by probably towards the end of the year as well our uh, our lists oh yes Ugh. yeah everybody needs some everyone lists. needs a list but we do things a little different here on g4d we do superlatives yes sir we do yes sir we do we don't we don't we don't go with them trends we don't go with them trends no we give albums that we liked or didn't like superlatives so look forward to that as well towards the the end of december yeah because this has been another amazing year for music oh my god like i thought last year was like insane but like this year oh my god I, and I thought last year was insane with concerts, but yeah. I, I'm already going to five concerts next year. So, oh boy, oh yeah, boy. we got No Name, yep. we got Nico Case, yep, we got Ted Leo. I want to go to Ted Leo. I haven't bought tickets yet. Uh, um, Jeff Tweedy. Oh, I want to go to that too. Jeez, um, Car Seat Headrest, mm. Kurt Vile, and I feel like there's one more. But oh, there, there, there's always one more. One more. <laughs> uh what one mo um so so i was looking up uh nico case she she's doing she's extending her tour uh-huh. and i'm not sure who we're getting when she's coming here but shannon shaw's shannon and the clams is touring with her <gasps> but Ooh. she's it's only in april like uh. april, like april through like june and i was just like oh i want to see her so bad uh, man. That's another great album too. If you haven't checked out Shannon you know, Shaw's that, uh, solo record, I, I I haven't yet. You show me their other stuff. Yeah, and, it's and, very and like eclectic. In, <laughs> it's it's indie Amy Winehouse. I think that's the best way to describe her voice. That's surprisingly accurate. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that statement. Well, sir, I'm very excited for what the rest of the month holds what do we got coming up on the docket soon we got is weezer coming out with their new album soon it's not till next year oh it's not till next year all right yeah we Just, gotta we gotta see what's coming out next yeah next week we we might have to do that uh best of list sooner rather than later because right around this point like the albums coming out kind of start drying up yeah so, let's you know, see what we got here because nobody likes releasing albums along the holidays because they just kind of you know miss out on all those sales and stuff like oh, that oh you know what might be fun um springsteen's broadway 
um, show thing is coming oh. to Netflix. Maybe we could talk about that. I like your thought process there, sir. That could be fun. I did not know that was coming to Netflix. It's coming to Netflix, yeah. When? Uh, maybe the 14th. Mm. So. I know what I'm watching. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, all about that. All about that. I, I loved listening to Born to Run on vinyl the other day because I never really listened to the album front to back. Born in and, the USA? Uh, no, Born to Run. The album? Yeah. Wait, does he have a Born in the USA and Border Born to Run? Is it, isn't it Born to Run and Born in the USA? Like what? I know. I, I, well, I have Born in the USA. It's the wait, one with the jeans. Oh, my God. Am I mixing up my Bruce Springsteen albums here? Springsteen I has a song called Born to Run. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. If if I'm messing this up, our good friend uh, Kyle from uh, <laughs> from from oh geez somewhat creative somewhat creative thank you blanking on the name is gonna be really mad at me if I mess up Bruce Springsteen. Tramps like us, maybe born to run. <laughs> I don't uh, think he has a born to run album. Wait, yeah, born to run. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm making me second so guess myself. So he here. has "Born in the USA" and "Born to Run." Which one is it, Bruce? Yeah, yeah. You know why I love this album? Because um, it's it's very Jersey, very very Jersey. And Bruce Springsteen, very Jersey. It I, this one especially, and like I said, I never really listened to it like front to back. Like I've heard all the songs at some point or another, like all the big hits from it. But actually, like sitting down and listening to it front to back, I was like, man, this album is great. Yeah. And I, and I love having it on vinyl, too. Found a good deal on it, thanks to our good friends at uh, uh, Park Ave CDs. And just, oh, yeah, it was so good. Heck yes, Park Ave. Yeah, so, so good. Well, buddy, I'm excited to see what the upcoming weeks have t- to hold for us. I'm running out of coffee here. I'm already out. I, I have not been able to say that in a little while. No. That makes me so happy to say that to you, buddy. I'm so glad that you're back here on grounds for discussion bye thanks for listening to this week's episode of g4d grounds for discussion with adam and john stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine induced antics on facebook twitter and instagram under the username g4d underscore podcast drop us a line at g4d podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.